Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. We have a, a kind of a random show today. We've got a little bit of India news, we've got a little bit of county cricket and we've got a little bit of England team speculation. Um, I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Uh, I'm good, thanks. It's uh, very strange not to be doing a live show. So um, I'm kind of, I'm not sure if I'm more on edge or less on edge. Um, yeah, I, I think less. It takes, we'll, have, we'll relax into it. It'll, it'll get better, Ross. Don't worry. Uh, I'm with Max Roy Brown. How are you doing, Max? Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you, Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, relieved to not have the pressure of people shouting at us while we're while we're saying things. <laughs> we won't find out that we're making making terrible gaffes until about uh, two days after we've done them. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a that's that is a nice bonus. And we're joined by Knuckle Pandey. How are you doing, Knuckle? Hey Jack. Hey Ross. Hey Max. How are you doing? Thanks we're for coming on. on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Knuckle. Um, Fellas, we're going to talk about India, we're going to talk about England, we're going to talk about county cricket, uh, but before we talk about any of that, Ross, we've got some messages for our listeners and viewers. We do indeed, we are sponsored by Woodstock Cricket, so if you need a cricket bat, go to theirs, um, it has instantly turned me into a half-decent batsman this season, so um, I'm very, very happy with uh, the one I'm using at the moment. Um, first two balls are used with it, went for six, so that's, uh, you can't get a better endorsement than that strike rate, <laughs> can you? Um, and you should also follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh, and I will mention that in the show notes, you can find a link to our Patreon page, if you would like to become a patreon and you should we we're still on six lads we've we failed to press on uh to 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 double digits which is our 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 current target um it's been hard going in the the early session of the of the patreon test uh hasn't it max yes but you know it's it's coincided with a slight dip in uh, actual cricket happening so uh you know we can put we can blame external factors if it's any consolation, on test debut, Marcus Treskothic took an hour nearly to get off the mark. There we are. Look, we're we're the the Treskothic of the Patreon cricket podcasting world. Uh, fellas, where do we want, what do we want to talk about first? Um, we've we've got like a little agenda. India at the top on on the list of news uh, I, I, I can see on my screen. Uh, is that a reasonable place to start? Well, normally we have a question, Jack. We've not done this in so long. Oh yeah. <laughs> we normally open up with a, a rather stupid question. It's been it's been pretty cold and rainy in England recently. Um, so should we have a question around that, Jack? Uh, yeah, actually, I I, I I forgot to ask. I did. I just briefed everyone that we would ask. I'd ask a question and I didn't do it. So uh, that's that's on me. That one. Um, yeah, it has been cold. I keep basically when we play cricket, I bruise my hands every time we play, uh, and I, I think that's because of the cold weather. So my question uh, to to you three, and this can be practical or impractical. Um, how would you improve the game of cricket in cold weather, Ross? 
Um, well, it's not, I, I like the hand warmers, especially the ones you have, because they, they're quite a discreet. You have them in the old pockets, but nothing can really get away from the fact it's still freezing cold. <laughs> like we played when it was raining and it's like eight degrees, and you just thought, why am I playing cricket? Like we we can't, we love cricket, clearly, otherwise we wouldn't talk about it all the time. Um, but I think the only solution to that is just don't play in cold weather. Like don't organise fixtures in April. <laughs> just make try and <laughs> truncate it into the summer. Or see if you can move to like the Caribbean. That's that is a good idea. All cricket in futures you played in the Caribbean. Uh, Max, <laughs> have you got uh, an answer to my question? Yeah, well, I think actually um, the uh, the great uh, the great institution of British pubs have kind of paved the way this year. In the you know recently, all you can do to go to the pub, you have to sit outside, and uh, that's coincided with some fairly uh, bleak and cold weather. And a lot of these pubs have uh, done very well and gone full into the outdoor pub market with uh, various uh, iterations of patio heaters spewing uh, heat into the air and um, bits of plastic tarpaulin everywhere. So I think all we need to do is just make sure all the groundsmen follow the follow the lead of their local Red Lion or whatever whatever happens happens to be and um, and. Uh, and yeah, just just provide their punters with external warmth. It's, it's uh, I'm I'm fairly sure it's quite a cost efficient way of doing it, and very good for the planet as well. So uh, why not? Is it, is is this something like if you you've got to have a patio heater at gully, and if someone hits it on the full, you're out. Those are, those are backyard cricket. Or, or everyone's got their own patio heater, sort of strapped to their back, like the sort of Ghostbusters. Um, well, perhaps the stumps pack. can be patio heaters as well. Ah, oh, yes. Well, we've heard of zing bales. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard of of heat emitting <laughs> bales once you can i just imagine the wicket keeper standing up like you know that image of, sort of striking <laughs> workers around a bin think fire. of all the heat seeking missile jokes you'd have about people being bold there you go. see uh, you've that's got it, you've it. got new sledges <laughs> this, is, this is a great idea uh, well done max uh knuckle how would you improve the game of cricket in uh, freezing cold english weather so I have one make sure you're fielding in a busy position now that might sound counterintuitive but the only way to get your hands used to the, the, a leather ball hitting it is just to have a leather ball hit it a lot. So, you know, field at short mid-wicket. <laughs> field at, uh, mi- field at uh, gully if, if someone's edging it. Don't field on the boundary. Whatever you do, don't you don't want that. You don't want a skyer when you've been fielding out a deep square leg uh, for 10 overs. The ball's not come near you because the batters can't hit it off the square. Suddenly there's a skyer in the air. You can't see it properly. Your hands are freezing. Your, you know, your toes, your feet have gone to sleep, all of this stuff. Also, uh, and they can tell this from a practical point of view, if you are scoring and it is raining, don't try and score with a fountain pen. There are three good answers. I don't think I can really beat Max's one there, though, to be honest. Uh, the, the patio heater point. Um it's it's uh it, it's a it's a it's an absolute romper of an idea max so well done um do we want to take a quick break or shall we move on to india straight away ross let's plow into india let's cool um so there's there's two pieces of news that i think we should discuss one india have named their squad for the world test championship uh and the subsequent tour of england uh, which starts in june and runs through to the end of september or middle of september uh and concurrently they have decided that they're going to go and play Sri Lanka in a white ball series. And we've joked on this podcast that you could put out um, a pretty good India B team. Or an India B team would be very competitive in uh, international cricket. And, and, and we're going to test that theory. Um, should we start, though, with the test squad, uh, Ross? Because that, I mean, the World Test Championship if we're being honest, is a little bit more important than a eight-match ODI series against Sri Lanka. Yeah, OK. So I think um, for the World Test Championship, I think it's not to be underestimated. Like India want to win this. It is clear that Virat Kohli holds this very, very high, very close to his heart. Um, so I think it's, it, New Zealand aren't there by accident either, and they think it's going to be one heck of a game. Um, when it was first announced, I was really disappointed not to see the likes of Hardik Pandya or Padakal on the list because they hadn't announced that they were going to Sri Lanka. So there was a bit where I was just like, well, where, where's the rest of them? Like, what, why are some of these players kind of like just, just left left away? Um, so it is good to see um, kind of them take probably, their, I think it is their strongest side um, rather than those two kind of sitting out. Um, 
In terms of kind of big things from it, I was, it was interesting to see that um, Ajinka Rahane's kept the vice captaincy, um, and I know that a couple of point, a couple of commentators or pundits or kind of professional people on Twitter would come to it and say Rahane was finished and all that kind of stuff. Where actually, I didn't think there was a an alternative option. Um, Nakul, do you think that Rahane's role is kind of cemented in the team for the time being, or is it is this a is this a really important tour for him where he's going to have to deliver? Both. Um, Ajinka Dahane does have a habit of performing very well in difficult conditions um, and against, against good bowling attacks. He scored runs in England before, um, that 100 at Lords on that, on that green top in 2014, brilliant innings, uh, did reasonably well in the, in the series in, in 2018. And it's hard to see why, the, why there would be a reasonable case for, for dropping him as vice-captain. He's been vice-captain through this World Test Championship cycle has done very well when he's had to step up to the captaincy as a good you know, leader if, if Virat Kohli is off the field, but also is very good in that vice-captaincy role because he doesn't want the top job full-time. Mm. And in that time, India have been phenomenally successful. They've lost one test series, that one in, in New Zealand. Rahane's come off a brilliant winter in Australia and then basically wasn't really needed in that series against uh, against England in England. I don't really see that there was any pressing need to relieve Ajinkya Rahane of the vice-captaincy, and I'm, I'm slightly baffled by the thought that uh, anyone thought he might have been relieved of it, to be honest. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Jack, in terms of some of the other players in there, um, Vihare, is, I'm going to say his name wrong, is Vihari? Vihari, Vihari. Hanuma yeah, Vihari, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hanuma Vihari. Um, he's had a stint in the county championship with Warwickshire um, recently. It's not gone exactly to plan for him, but it's clear that there was a larger plan where he missed out on the IPL, kind of was a shoe-in for this side, um, kind of pro- probably for a backup, um, might fit in in the middle order, maybe. Um, he's only scored 100 runs in those three innings um, at an average of 16. Um he can't really use the pitches as being too bad either. There was because people hit plenty of runs so far in the county championship. Um, and on debut, he recorded a 23 ball duck. Um, <laughs> is there is there an opportunity to see him in this, or is he going to probably be that kind of backup um, in the middle order? Uh, because you've got some other people. Like, I mean, Rahane in the middle, Agarwal might play. I don't know, and it depends how they fit in the likes of Ashwin, Jadeja, Patel, Sundar. I could go on for all the all rounders they've got in their list who might well do better than him in that role. Uh, I'd be surprised if we saw him early. I mean, I, I suspect he was kind of going for the 2019 Marnus Labuschagne, um, you know, adapt to conditions approach, and then and then come into the side if there's an opportunity uh, later in the summer. Um, he will need to score more runs to to, to press any kind of a case uh, as as the team stands at the moment. Uh, I I think it's. Possibly something that you'll see, the, 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 possibly a slightly larger trend that you'll see, and this won't surprise anyone really, is that some of these Indian batters might struggle a bit more than we're used to in the last uh, eight to twelve months uh, in English conditions. Um, I think we've we were sort of saying. I mean, I know like Pant, for example, he has a hundred in England, but you do sometimes think the way he bats is possibly exactly how. James Anderson and Stuart Broad would like someone to bat against them uh, in English conditions. So I, 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 I Hanu, Hanu Vihari, he won't be the first person to come to England and struggle in, in, in different conditions. And I, I think really the story of the summer will be about how many and how well uh, or the, that Indian batting lineup is, is able to adapt to the English conditions. Because I think their bowling will be all right. I don't think that's going to be as much of a challenge. I think you'll... Well, basically, I mean, like, is Rohit Sharma, how much of his home form is, is he going to be able to replicate in England is, is the question that I'm most intrigued about seeing answered this summer. Uh, Max, you're the uh, big county championship fan. Uh, so I'm told. Uh, <laughs> when, 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 when are we going to see Pajara? That's, that's, what, that's what the crowd wants to see. We don't want to see him in the IPL. We want to see him in the county <laughs> championship. Um, well, I think uh, he's, um, he's done that now, hasn't he? He's, he's come to the county championship and uh, ground everyone else into the dirt. So now he needs a, a new challenge, and that's going to be he's grounding, grinding the England team into the dirt. But I think well, you, talk to, <laughs> you talk about Pant maybe being exactly the kind of player that um, someone like James Anderson might want to bowl at in, t- in, 
in England. I think Pajara is the probably the exact opposite. He's sort of exactly <laughs> the right player to kind of uh, to to sort out those conditions. You know, he knows he knows when to play the ball. He knows when not to play the ball. And more often than not, it is not play the ball. And um, and that's uh, that's perfect for for somewhere where the balls balls moving around. So um, uh, always always looking forward to seeing. Pajara, and uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a couple of uh, a couple of the Indian squad maybe like jump into a a county team for uh, for a game or two on uh, on a, on a short term basis. I mean that's what Vahari's um, done when he was filling in for um, for for a late joining South African player whose name escapes me at the current moment. Peter Milan, Peter thank Milan. you very much, Knackle. Pe- Always good to have a professional on board. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean there might be a bit of that. We we potentially we almost got to see Virat Kohli at Surrey. Uh, uh, very recently, and that was uh, a, that was a disappointing to miss out on. So uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to see a few um, aside from Pajara, a few a few of the players try and cut their cut their teeth, and that would be overall good for the Indian team, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, on on both sides of the aisle, I think the bowlers we all know that theoretically they should be really dangerous in England with this seam attack, which isn't necessarily something you always would say, um, and. It would be nice to test that theory, and and uh, on the flip side, uh, you wanna you wanna see whether the uh, batsman can can stand up to it. Just on the Pajara point, because I think he's quite a good example of how some Indian players do actually struggle to adapt to English conditions. He averages twenty nine in England in nine tests, um, which for a guy who has obvious talent and obvious ability at the highest level of Test cricket uh, is you know pretty poor overall, to be honest. What what tends to happen with Pujara goes uber Pujara in England. <laughs> he becomes even. He takes the risk out of his game completely. It his game it becomes almost entirely about crease occupation in in England, even more so than it does in other in other countries. And we well we saw the benefit of that in Australia when it allows it tires the bowling attack out and it allows players down the order, in particular Rishabh Pant, uh, to to wreak havoc. And that that could well be a, a that's a very legitimate tactic. You know, we're all talking as though these pitches are going to be moving around all over the place. That first test doesn't start till August. We've no idea what the pitches are going to be like between now and then. And that is a better time to bat than 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 might be uh, the case. And you know, as um, as Ross was talking about, there is a World Test Championship final in in June to happen before that against uh, a very good but very different attack to to England earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So we it, it does some it does not to cast too far ahead. On Max's point about the county championship stint, they're they're in England for a long time this summer. Uh mm. there is quite a big gap in between the end of the World Championship final and the start of the first test. There's almost six weeks or certainly five and a bit weeks. There's a couple of intra squad games. They were going to be playing India A, but that tour's been cancelled. There'll be some intra squad games. There is a possibility of Maybe some players getting some uh, some short term county championship uh, deals. Um, he says not having the county <laughs> championship schedule in front of him. Um, so so that was obviously the uh, that will depend on on the scheduling. We've seen Ashwin had a very successful stint at Nottinghamshire. Akshar Patel had a surprisingly successful stint at Durham with bat and ball. Ishant Sharma has credited his stint with Sussex as massively improving him, which he did just before the last tour uh, in in 2018. So it is possible that we'll see. That we'll see those guys, or a few of those guys, get some get some county championship experience just for just for a game or two uh, in that basically in July, um, and then it'll come down to I think for both the World Test Championship final and this and this Test series, it's how much how up to potential will that bowling attack be? It, it has taken India a while to get into series in the past, including in England, and it took for example I'll take Mohammed Shami as an example, fantastic bowler, very aggressive, hits the stumps. Bowls, bowls a little bit fuller, gets has his immaculate seam position, gets the ball to move. But it took him a couple of tests last time to sort out his line. He was bowling very leg-sidey, he was very expensive, and it wasn't until he clicked that uh, that India started becoming a bit more competitive. And that was a series of, that was the closest 4-1 of all time, so those margins were very, very fine. It would be it would be very interesting to see how they go with that. My suspicion is they'll go in with a five, with a two-spinner, certainly for the World Test Championship final at Southampton, mm-hmm. a two-spinner, three-seamer attack which probably means that Vihari misses out. I think there's definitely room to play Ashwin and Jadeja alongside three seamers. Yeah. Um, on the point of kind of the wider squad, <clears throat> so they've got Washington Sundar, Akshar Patel, Jadeja and Ashwin in there. They've all kind of demonstrated their ability recently. So 
is it a case where Akshar performed so well against England that he's actually got that left arm spinner spot? Or does Jadeja actually walk back into this side because he is Ravi Jadeja? Uh, uh, Akshar's first reserve. Yeah. Archer's first reserve, and he's earned that right. He's he's jumped Kuldeep Yadav, and he's and and who's not even in the squad. Uh, but Jadeja is a proper double triple threat, threat. Yeah. triple threat. If you include his unbelievable fielding, he averages close to fifty with the bat in the last few years, and has taken wickets at a better strike rate and economy rate than ever, and just over over twenty. You know, he can he could be a, in a lot of teams. He could be a Test match number six, um, and he's certainly a, a very capable Test match number seven, which. Akshar, though he can bat, isn't. Uh, so I don't think that, barring injuries, I think that is Jadeja's spot to lose. Fair. And if you're going in with one spinner, you could make the argument very convincingly that Jadeja gets that spot above Ashwin. Yeah, I, th- I think there's just a bit where um, Ashwin still carries the aura around him. Especially, I mean, it might not well be against New Zealand, but certainly against England, he has got the rub of the green over some of their players. So uh, we'll see what uh, kind on of On the flip side, Jadeja's a, a left-arm spinner playing against England. So uh, they also, as a breed, <laughs> have, have the wool over the England players' eyes to an extent. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, there's, there's also... The New Zealand lineup is not with England. You've got potentially you've got potentially Dom Sibley, Rory Burns, and Ben Stokes as left-handers in that in that top five or six, which could be a could be a matchup. It'll depend on how you know. There will be a lot of rotation throughout that that five Test series. I'd be very surprised if any of the seamers and possibly even the spinners on on either side play all five Test matches of that series. But for that New Zealand World Test Championship final, I would expect from this far out, not assuming that everyone's fit, Ashwin and Jadeja to play. Uh, final point on the India squad um, Max why are they going with the English football registration approach when picking Riddam and Saha um, because they've got better options available and what they've seemingly done here is pick a third wicketkeeper or a set, well, he's the backup wicketkeeper but I think K.O. Rahul is actually better than him um, they've kind of it reminds me of your, your beloved Chelsea picking Rob Green like a couple of years back when he was like 40 and just in the squad when they've got the options they do have, would it not be better an option to start to blood some of the youngsters in here? Or is this just a case of the Sri Lanka tour taking precedence so the likes of Sanju Sampson, Ishan Kishan, even though they're more white ball players, having that opportunity? I, I, When I looked at the squad, I was puzzled by the presence of Riddhiman Sahara, particularly with the fact that you know, he's recently had... Uh had uh, had covid and um, and and all the rest of it and i it, it did confuse me but i think um it's that that now announcement that they're going to sri lanka for those games has answered a number of my questions about the the uh, the selection you know a lot of people were saying where's where's prithvi shaw he had one bad series and got dropped he's started playing well again he's nowhere to be seen um the also Boovy is not there. It was a bit, bit of a bit of a question about why Boovy wasn't there. They mentioned that he had a few injury problems, but you know he's not the only one in that India squad who's had a few injury problems recently. And we saw what he did to uh, the England team in the White Ball series in India. So his absence was a little confusing. But I think you could arguably explain all of those with the presence of a of a team going to Sri Lanka. I think some of the the well, the players you mentioned uh, definitely more uh, white ball oriented so far, anyway, and would be uh, would be you know, va- really valuable additions to that side. I think um, Boovy has probably got the got the nod in terms of white ball cricket over uh, Umesh uh, Umesh Yadav. He you know he didn't really play in the IPL, and uh, and uh, Boovy is uh, a proven uh, proven quantity when it comes to the the one dayers and will provide valuable experience as well. I mean, obviously you can send a, a bunch of young players, but it's always nice to have a, a few older older heads around as well. So I um, I think that may may explain it, but I yeah I they see, they do seem to persist with it rather a lot, don't they? And I don't know. Surely it's surely it's gonna gotta stop eventually. How old is he now? 35, 36? That called you do you rate Saha? I mean, he's. It's very hard to make a case that he's a worse wicketkeeper than Kale Rahul. He's a fantastic wicketkeeper. Mm. Uh, he's one of the very best in the world in terms of pure glove work. His, he lost his place uh, and allowed Rishabh Pant to retake it through not scoring enough runs. If you're, uh, you're essentially you're picking a backup wicketkeeper in case Pant gets injured or can't keep for some reason. Rhythm and Saha has a perfectly adequate replacement with the with the gloves. The other option that they would have gone with, I think, potentially is Chaos Bharat, uh, the who's been India A's wicketkeeper for a number of years and is a bit younger and has 
more more runs to his name in in list A, uh, sorry, not list A, first class mm. cricket. They haven't gone with that. Um, he might well have, he would have toured, I think, if India A had come with a full squad. I'm a little bit surprised he's not in the reserve, uh, the standby list, which is actually not, which is only four players uh, strong of uh, Imon Uesvard and a batter, and then three fast bowlers. Mm. Uh, but I, the, I don't know if we, I don't know whether the Sri Lanka tour was in people's was in the selectors' minds when this touring party was announced. Um, I don't know how the chronology works on that, but there's a there, there is a thing that Rhythm and Sahai <laughs> is really good at, which which makes him a legitimate selection. Fair, okay, uh, Jack. Should we talk about the Kiwi squad for a couple of minutes before moving on to the India vs Sri Lanka one? Uh, we can do, but uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the only news that um, Trent Bolt isn't going to be there for one test? Um, or is there uh, is there more to it than that? <laughs> so, I, so I think if, if we focus on just the World Test Championship final, because okay, I think cool. uh, we've only got a call for another kind of fifteen minutes or so. Um, but in terms of that, so Trent Bolt will be back for that World Test Championship. Um, I think when it comes to New Zealand, their player selection pool is rather less than uh, less than India's. Um, but that is not to say they should be underestimated. They have got a formidable kind of lineup, and them being in, and like I said at the top of the show, them being in that World Test Championship final isn't by fluke. They they figured out how to play Test cricket in their own kind of brand of style. Um, do you think that they'll kind of continue with the lineup of kind of uh, Wagner being kind of the enforcer? Um, I mean, Jameson's proven his worth in that team as well. Um, and is it the bowling that is going to get them past India, or is it the batting that is going to make it difficult for them? Where do you think the the strength lies when it's in English conditions? Oh, I think that's the, the again for New Zealand. The big question is how well will their game translate to English conditions? Because they have reached this World Test Championship final by pounding teams at home. They haven't. They haven't been going on. It's not some all-conquering Kiwi tour of the world. They're just very, very, very good at home and and consistently get results there. And they do that. Um, by producing pitches that look like they'll be green seamers, but are actually flat as shit, uh, <laughs> by piling on loads and loads of runs, and then you know, quite by playing fairly attritional cricket with with the ball, um, using uh, Neil Wagner in long spells, using Jameson kind of for the well, maybe, maybe not similar things, but but he he obviously with his height, he's able to extract something out of these quite flat pitches, uh, and in the in the first fifteen twenty overs of the game. Uh, they are able to get the Kookaburra ball to swing a little bit as well. Um, I I think the the key for them will be Trent Bolt and how well he is able to adapt to English conditions. Now you would think the style of bowler he is, um, he would be ideally suited to to sort of playing in England in in June. Um, however, sort of as Knuckles says, we don't know what the pitch will be like. Um, and and we have seen some bowlers for whom the the Dukes almost swings a little bit too much, um, and, and this seems to affect particularly Australian bowlers. Um, but I, I can't really see why their Antipodean cousins wouldn't you know, you know be affected in the same way, given that they're bowling with the same ball. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, that's where the the, the, the the that's the thing that in my in my mind that the, is the is the question mark for New Zealand. I think you know. Batting-wise, both these teams are, are probably reasonably even. Maybe India have got the slight edge. I, I think on paper, I like I, I would pick the team with Trent Bolt if I was going to pick a bowling team for for English conditions. But it's it's really quite finely balanced. Um, I think both teams are good, but both teams also have flaws. There's an interesting thing with this New Zealand squad. They've named a 20-player squad. Uh, possibly Trent Bolt won't be available for the first or second test. This is the test against England, which precede the World Test Championship final. That will then be trimmed to 15, from which they'll pick the playing 11 for the World Test Championship final. The one player I can see from the squad who I think has a chance of breaking into that squad is Devon Conway, who has been ripping it up in domestic cricket in New Zealand for a long time. He's a very experienced player. Um and he might get his chance against England because Ross Taylor's coming off a uh, like a hamstring injury that he's that he's suffered. So maybe they'll give him a rest, and Devon Conway will get a chance to maybe if he makes a really good if he makes a really good score or two against England, and then suddenly he becomes an option for the opening slot alongside Tom Latham. But I think it's it's a good sign that you can name nine or ten of the playing eleven for both teams at this stage. Mm-hmm. You know, a month or more out from the World Test Championship final. 
would expect them to go in with the four seamers, with Jameson, Southey, Wagner, and Bolt. And then the other option then is, do you go in with uh, a spinner? Uh, given that the Aegeus Bolt is the spin friend, most spin-friendly pitch in England, uh, it is a massive playing area. It's very dry. We've seen a lot of spinners do well here. Um, so do you go with someone like Mitchell Santner, who provides you that all-round option? Do you go with someone like Ajaz Patel, who's a more of a wicket-taking option? Or do you go completely seam and play someone like Colin de Grandom as a <laughs> as that number seven uh, and, and seam bowling option, who is probably a better batter than... Uh, I actually quite like Mitchell Santner as a batter. I think he's a pretty decent test match seven or eight, but de Grandom is probably more uh, capable with the, with the bat. So I think that's really the only two slots that I see being a... An issue for New Zealand. Uh, Tom Blundell's taken to uh, taken the international cricket really well. Henry Nichols has been in superb form. Uh, we know about Kane Williamson. We know he's a world class player. BJ Watling's a fantastic player. Tom Latham would probably be in a world eleven for uh, for openers. Um, and then I think it's an encouraging sign that their bowlers have been so effective, as Jack says, on the flattest pitches in the world. Give them a little bit of seam movement, and as long as they don't, as Jack says, do a Mitchell Stark and get carried away. I'm just using Stark as an example. I think Mohamed Shami and a few others would probably fit into that category of, oh, it's swinging, pitch the ball up really far. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Actually, there's a there's a really good... The Australia, Australia in 2019 did a lot of work on deliberately bringing their lengths back six inches or so, not floating the ball up there looking for looking for the ball to boomerang and swing, but getting that movement off the seam, uh, and that which, which makes you a lot more effective throughout the innings. And they've got bowlers who can do that. I think this is going to be... We've got two world-class bowling attacks going up against two good batting lineups with some world-class players in them uh, in conditions that certainly, if, uh, as the, again, pitch caveat, we don't know, but batting in England, particularly in the top order, has not been easy in the last few years. This It could be an absolute cracker. Uh, really, really looking forward to this test, uh, to this World Test Championship final. Cool. Fellas, should we uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back with what's been happening in domestic cricket and who might be breaking through from an England point of view I can't wait to get you to the Gabrash tell you what Welcome back to the Cricket Podcast. Just a reminder that you can find us on Twitter at the Cricket Pod, on all podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Uh, Ross, what should people do when they head over to one of those platforms? Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. To tell your mum. You know, to get everyone <laughs> to listen. That'll be uh, that's the nice thing to do, really. And uh, uh, drop us a comment, leave us a review, yeah. do all that sort of stuff, and head over to Patreon, um, which is in the show notes, uh, and give us all your money. Um, <laughs> Max, we're going to have a little chat here about what's been happening in English domestic cricket. So, can you? Not all of our listeners will have been following it that closely. So, in a in a in a quick summary, can you bring us up to speed with the kind of English season so far? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, well, this season we've got uh, we've got three groups uh, rather than the two two divisions. So, sort of sort of regionally based, and uh, and it's all been actually quite uh, quite. Generally, quite good for the for the batsmen so far. There's been some pretty mammoth scores going around, despite the fact that everything started in uh, in the middle of April. So uh, that's um, surprising to see, perhaps. But uh, also, maybe you know, maybe next year we can start in March and uh, and see and see how that goes. <laughs> uh, there obviously have I been heard... a few drubbings as well. <laughs> Yeah, I heard somebody say that the the reason there have been some high scores is it's actually been too cold for the ball to swing. Right. Um, so that's that's a, a new excuse. I still, I, I, I'm still not sure how the uh, how the physics works behind um, uh, behind the balls ball swinging, but uh, but yeah, maybe yeah. that seems like a logical yeah. thing. Anyway, we were in this bit of the show. We were going to talk about some of the players that have been having a bit of an impact. We're not going to do a full roundup of games and scores and so on because uh, the BBC Sport website exists, and um, <laughs> you can you can head over to there. Um, so, Max, do you want to? How, how do you want to do this? Uh, well, it's, we'll, we'll frame we'll frame the context of what we're going to talk about. So, uh, 
the I guess the the overall point is um, England are playing New Zealand soon in a in a two test series, and originally it was looking like quite a few of the uh, the mainstays of the England test team were going to be still f- seeing out the tail end of the IPL as that as that began, opening up a few uh, a few opportunities in the in the squad for some of those who have been I guess on the fringes of the England squad, but not yet got the uh, got the opportunity to make a name for themselves. Um, and it looks like that's probably still going to be the case because, uh, despite the fact that now there may be options for for those those uh, aforementioned IPL players to to come in and take their place, Ashley Giles has himself said that there'll probably be a few new faces around. So uh, I think basically uh, it was uh, the idea was to frame uh, some of the individual performances in the county championship. Look at uh, some of the names that people might have thought would be would be relevant to uh, to the squad beforehand and see how they've they've been getting on. Um, so we actually had a question through on Twitter on, on more or less this topic, uh, and that question was: Will James Vince be back in the side, Max? Uh, well, will Will James Vince be back in the side? Maybe, maybe he'll be back in for his bowling because uh, <laughs> when um, when he unfortunately played Surrey and they scored all the runs in the world, he had to actually bowl quite a, quite a few overs. So yeah, maybe he could be an all rounder option. He he did take an ODI wicket yes, he last did summer, well, didn't he? Yeah, Andy Balbirnie, his yeah. little the Irish prodders. captain. So uh, <laughs> and Ben Stokes is injured, isn't he? And Ben Stokes is unavailable. So there is there is a there like is a for birth, like there is a birth available, and it does re- really redress the balance of the England squad. Not having Ben Stokes <laughs> is a problem, isn't it? Like that's a, a lot of overs and a and a top class batsman that you're missing out on. So. On a slightly more serious note, um, Max, uh, what's, the, what's the first name you're going to bring to the right. table? Well, we'll start with, start with the batting because uh, that's probably where the most uh, options are available because obviously Anderson and Broad don't play in the IPL and they're, uh, they're pretty much shoo-ins. They've proven time and time again that they will be uh, England's best bowlers until the ripe old age of 48, I suspect. Um, so... Uh, the first, the first name on my list is James Bracey. He's been, uh, well, mooted as uh, as a potential uh, player for England for for a little while, and on he could be, you know, in as a as a wicketkeeper if it wasn't for the fact that there are a billion of them in England. Um, he's led Gloucestershire to the top of Group Two uh, this year with uh, a score of 113 against Somerset and a handful of 50s at number three. So I'm I I think he's got a good chance from what I've seen because he's he's but he's been consistently pretty good. Uh, I think that's probably a bit of an understatement um in the uh in the domestic game. Um probably unlucky not to have actually got a chance despite being around uh around the team for a while. And there is the added factor of uh, Dom Sibley having fractured a finger and not played yet this season and I don't think he will have played by the time uh, the squads are actually announced, so there is a possibility that we might see uh, Zach Crawley moving back up to open and uh, opening a berth at number three for James Bracey to come in, where he's been quite successful for, for Gloucestershire. Uh, Nacko, have you had a chance to catch uh, any of James Bracey's cricket? And I, I think sort of to follow on from that point, um, how how secure are players like Zach Crawley, Burns and Sibley at the top of the England order if if he were to continue his good start to the season? I think all things being equal, that is going to be England's. That would be England's top three if you know if everyone was available and fit. Would be would be Burns and Sibley opening and Crawley at three. But that injury does open a hole. England will. England don't get many opportunities to look at new players in in that sense. This isn't part of the World Test Championship. You know that cycle is finished. The, uh, the then they're not in the final. Then the new in, the India series is uh, the start of the new cycle uh, and. You don't really. Uh, was uh, was reading some some analysis that says if you want to if you want to have a player uh, succeed on a tour, particularly in particularly in the Ashes, you know, looking ahead to that, which obviously is dominating a lot of people's thinking, you do want to have blooded them a little bit beforehand, and the more more experience you can get into their into them, the better. So this seems like an obvious opportunity rather than risking Don Sibley, uh, given that he might. At the outset, you know, he might be able to play this weekend. Probably not. They they aren't sure whether he can field. It's very possible he won't be uh, get a game before the squad is announced a week today. 
it would make sense to then move Crawley back up the at the top of the order. Crawley looked very impressive at the weekend for Kent. I saw uh, I watched the Gloucestershire Middlesex game, which was which was on Sky and James Bracey against a good Middlesex attack on an admittedly flat pitch, but but looks he looked he's very very organised. I also saw him in the uh, when England played the intra squad games last winter last summer rather in in the summer of 2020 and yeah he's a very organized player he's a good range of stroke he looks very unhurried at the crease even against quite quick bowling uh and has done has done well all over the last couple of years leading this this Gloucestershire team and has earned his chance and he's impressed everyone in the in the England setup uh as well the fact that he can keep is um you know is a bonus I don't think that necessarily will be uh will be needed um suspect that it'll either be They'll either uh, it'll either be Josh Butler, or if he's given a a rest post the IPL, then it'll be Ben Folks, which which makes some which makes a lot of sense. Um, so it it seems more likely that James Bracey will be batting batting three. I would think that that is a very good chance of happening, and I think he ha- he has earned the chance to 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 succeed or otherwise at an international level. I mean, the one the other uh, top order player who. Um, who has been making waves uh, is well. Adam Lyde had a very good season. Obviously, someone who has uh, having the experience in the past, and Hasib Hamid has started scoring some runs again. Two hundreds and two fifties in the in the tournament thus far. Um, probably needs a couple this year and ne- and next year and a little bit more to uh, you know just a couple of years to of really churning out the runs as he did to get into the England team the first time round. But he's still so young, so there is a chance of uh, Hasib Hamid having a very good England career. But I don't think there's a need to. Uh, to pick him yet but uh, yeah I like what I've seen of James Brace Max I can see from the way you were nodding that at the mention of Hasid yep. Hamid yep. that he's probably on he's your on list, every of, list of isn't he? potential you're targets looking, <laughs> you're, whenever you're looking at people who might come into the England, suit, England side Hasid Hamid is always there because of his uh, his early success and how, how good he looked at the very start before he uh, fell off a cliff basically in terms of his form um, so always nice to keep an eye on him and see that he's uh, doing well again I think um, another opener very quickly that some people may have uh, talked about before the uh, the county championship this year was Tom Lamanby at the top of the order who could have been uh, another option to come in and open with you know England's like top pair doing okay but not you know they haven't set any any uh, anything uh, alight lately? And I'm thinking probably more towards Rory Burns and Dom Sibley because Dom Sibley did score a couple of very good hundreds. But uh, Tom Lavin, Tom Lavin's scores this uh, this county championship have been five duck 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 eight seventy thirteen nine duck not not out. So he's probably not, not out though. That's yeah, not out. Yeah. Red Inca. He's probably um. uh, probably <laughs> off the list there. Um, <laughs> I, t- Tom Lamanby is 20 years old and he's just starting yeah. his second professional season. Um, oh, just, yeah, we'll I, put some yeah, context again, to it. I like, I, like what li- <laughs> I, I like what little I've seen of Tom Lamanby and he's clearly one to watch for the future, yeah. but just give it a few years, guys. <laughs> very, very wise, no, that's wise not, that's not, that's, hey, Ed Smith's now gone, lads. That's, that's the thing. There's no, there's no more random people being, oh, you've, you've hit a century. Come on into the England <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. Um, well, another another youngster, not quite as young. Uh, well, I'm going to mention Ollie Pope because I'm a Surrey fan, and I want to mention Ollie Pope. Uh, he was dropped at the end after Ashwin, Ashwin tied him in tied him in knots. Uh, so I was just, yeah, it's probably worth keeping an eye on how he how he's been doing. Um, he scored 245 in one game and 131 in another one. So uh, Ollie are they Pope's, both at the Oval by any chance? Uh, I don't think yeah. so. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, there's a hundred oh, yes. at the oval. Oh, yes, yeah. Was, yeah. They were, weren't they? Oh, well, again, again, for uh, Captain Context here, the Hampshire attack he was up against uh, had uh, Kyle yeah. Abbott and Mohamed Abbas well, in it. They bad. were top of the. They'd probably they probably get me the out. table at the time as well. So <laughs> probably get you. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> oh, there was not not long after Mohamed Abbas had taken sort of six wickets and about four overs, wasn't it? So. Uh, now that's a man who's suited to English conditions. We can, we can say that. Um, so the next one on my list, the penultimate man, um, is is Matt Parkinson, and we now know what he looks like because uh, he he would be the ECB's meme pick because we all know that a leg spinner yes. is only as good as his last Twitter gif, and Parkinson's actually be- benefited from quite a few of those this year. Uh, he's bowled the latest ball of the century, apparently, and um, and I think. Maybe bowled himself into the hat. He took his highlights is probably taking seven wickets um, in a victory over Kent in the second innings. But I think aside from that, actually, his uh, his economy rates have been quite impressive. And one thing that we often see from English leg spinners is that um, you know they look 
they look fancy, but they'll bowl a, a four ball and over, and that is where you lose all control from your spinner and, and it doesn't go well. But he's uh, he's been consistently keeping things tight this year, and uh, maybe is it maybe finally a chance for for Matt Parkinson? It could be. Well, he's taken 19 wickets this year, so that's, you know, in April, that's pretty good for a spinner. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of the balls he has bowled ha- would have got anybody in the world out as well. They're, they're you know, spin, drift, uh, and bounce, the whole package. Uh, it's not it's not often. So you see top-order batters occasionally leave a ball that hits the stumps. They mis- They misjudge it, it seems, it swings. It's not often that you see a top-order batter leave a delivery from a spinner and get bowled. And that's what he did to Delray Rawlins. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's an indication that he, you know, is pretty talented. Yeah, and, uh, and again, and, and, and like this, this is, is, for, this is for Lancashire in April and May. Yeah. Yeah, albeit Old, Old Trafford is quite a good wicket for spinners, but even so, he, he turns the ball more than any other wrist spinner, English wrist spinner in the Crickviz database that goes back to 2006. He has, his first, and as you say, he has you know, two, 2.5 runs and over this season economy rate. His overall first class stats are really very good. good. 81 wickets in 24 games, average of 24, economy mm. rate of three. Um, <laughs> the issue with Matt Parkinson as he's, as he's come out in is that he bowls a little bit too slow through the air, is the worry that he might bowl a little bit too slow through the air for international cricket. I'm not sure, given that given that Jack Leach did so well this winter, uh, I'm not sure if there is a hole for, for Matt Parkinson, and I don't know whether they whether him going into another bubble and not playing for Lancashire is the best use of, of him this uh, this summer. I mean, given that he spent all winter in the in a bubble and didn't play. Uh, so I think that'll be that'll be taken into account. But he's certainly, again, someone who England will have an eye on, um, and could well could, we could well see Matt Parkinson playing playing some of the white ball stuff this later this year. Uh, this uh, Sri Lanka and Pakistan touring again uh, this year in, before the uh, before the India series. So, um, but what Matt Parkinson is doing at the moment is hugely encouraging. And uh, boy, I like <laughs> it's, it's about time, isn't it, as well? Like Matt Parkinson, you say, he's been dragged around the world and made to sit in a bubble uh, for the whole of uh, whole of the winter. And uh, just why? I, there were plenty of opportunities to, for, for him to get given a go. And, um, and they weren't taken. And it's frustrating uh, to watch. But yeah, eventually, eventually, well, I'm sure he'll get his chance. Max, we've got two more minutes left on right. the clock, so do you want to rattle through the last man to watch out for? We uh, we can indeed. Gary Balance. Gary Balance. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is it Gary Balance? We, uh, we're going. We're, we're going. We're on to the bowlers now, uh, Ross, and I haven't seen any any evidence of Gary Balance being anything other than a declaration bowler. Uh, no, so uh, the last bowler is uh, Sussex's Ollie Robinson, not to be confused. He's on every list. Not as well. yeah, not infused, Not to be confused with Kent's Ollie Robinson, who annoyingly also spells his name uh, O double L I E. So you can't even differentiate that way. Um, he uh, has had a, a fair. I mean, yeah, he's been on every, every list for a, for a while, and he's. Um, He's done done pretty well. Uh, most notably, taking nine for seventy eight against uh, Glamorgan in uh, in the second innings of of that game. Uh, very frustrating that the uh, the tenth was was denied. But uh, you know you're not going to complain, are you? And he also followed that up with a, a five for in uh, in Sussex's latest game against Northants, despite them being end of a of a pretty bad uh, innings defeat. Um, He's, you know, he's been in the reserve squad. He's been been around the team for a while, but I think it could be. Uh, I think we might actually see him for once, because you know we've got absentees in Archer and Stokes, so there's pace bowling to be had there. Ollie Stone is probably ahead of him in terms of uh, players coming in, but he does have his injury problems. Uh, he's currently got a toe infection. Apparently, should be better for for the New Zealand series, but um, there's always Lovely. a chance that that he. We'll get a chance. Yes, apparently they might have to remove part Ooh, of the nail with nice. Ollie Stone. It's a shame. I, was, Ollie St- I watched a bit of Ollie Stone this weekend uh, for Warwickshire. Um, Ollie Stone impresses me every time I see him bowl. Uh, he was really giving the giving uh, giving Worcestershire the hurry up. Um, he looks. He look. He's a properly good bowler. I think that you're never going to get mm. a better chance to pick Ollie Robinson uh, than than this uh, than for these tests against New Zealand. Uh, Chris Wokes will probably be given an extended rest after coming back from the IPL as well. So there's Archer, Wokes, and Stone out. Possibly so, the same with Sam Curran as well. I don't know. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, I don't know if they'd go in with an attack of Anderson, Broad, and Ollie Robinson. That feels very early season. But they're all very, very good and very accurate bowlers. Um, 
and Ollie Robinson again his underlying numbers are outrageous as are his actual numbers over the last few years um you know he's he's taking his wickets at you know anderson levels in terms of in terms of his overall um uh, his kind of baseline figures yep. he can bat a little bit as well um and he gets more movement he gets he gets swing he gets seam he gets a little bit of bounce and he's not as slow as people think either um ben jones wrote a very good piece for crickviz about ollie robinson and his average pace is is sort of equidistant between James Anderson and Chris Wokes. You know, he's not a trundler mm-hmm. uh, in, in that sense. Although, again, yeah. if you can be that accurate and move the ball as much as, well, as he does... Darren you Stevens actually... is, uh, is well, renewed well, this year. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, but I, in a test match sense, I was going to say you know, Mohamed Abbas or Vernon Fielander, but he's taller and quicker than either of those guys. Um, I think Ollie Robinson would be a, would be a fantastic addition to this, uh, to this England test team. Um, and possibly Craig Overton I think has, has has certainly done himself no harm in terms of his in terms of his numbers with bat and ball um and has that extra um um thing of being mm. sort of very physically intimidating because of his because of his size right fellas yeah, that's... He, he, he can carry all the team kit that's what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> right fellas that's uh probably it for for this week's episode Knackle thank you for joining us Do you want to quickly let people know where they can find you Yes, I'm um, at Knuckle M Pande, uh, N-A-K-U-L-M-P-A-N-D-E on Twitter. Excellent. Uh, Ross, Max, thank you for being on the Cricket Podcast, which you are on every show. Thank you for um, starting it with us. <laughs> oh, Jack, I, Jack, I like your... Jack, uh, do you want to tell me where you got your uh, yes, um, Sugar I've, Daddy t-shirt I've from? I've swapped the Mumbai Indians for the, the Cleveland Indians. Uh, thanks to a guy called Rory from the US who noticed I wear baseball t-shirts. Um, so thank you very much, Rory. Um... You can find us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us if you want, thecricketpod at gmail.com. Uh, and you can go to the show notes and find our Patreon page if you want to support the show. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Um, we'll be back, I think, later this week. So uh, see you then. Ross has got 20 Indian prospects in a list uh, that, he wants to, that he wants to share, but we couldn't quite fit it into today. So, <laughs> Everyone's uh, going to know who they are. <laughs> We'll be back uh, later. Bye-bye. Cheers, Knuckle. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.